Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiselled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network. I am Mags. I am back from my week scav, and joining me today, uh, my podcast wife, Mr. Paul Talley. Paul, how are you? I'm good. I'm feeling really patriotic, patriotic, patriotic this week. Patronising. Yeah, patronising. I'm always that. Yeah. Massive Welsh football win last week, and then I spent the weekend in Cardiff. You introduced me to Welsh mini cheddars today. It's yes, just, yeah. How did you? I'm surprised you didn't even know about them. Me too. Me yeah. too. I didn't get the. Uh, I don't get. I'm not on the the Welsh newsletter anymore <laughs> since, since I moved away. Since, since you exited from Wales. <laughs> How are you? We really, really missed you last week. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a, a rough week. Um, for for those who don't know, who don't listen to the other content that that I put out, yeah, unfortunately we had a a, a death in the family, and it was a quite a, a big one. Um, uh, Lorraine's mum unfortunately uh, passed away, so um, it was quite quick. She went into hospital on on the Saturday, um, and by the the Sunday morning, she she uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, so we had all uh, the kind of arrangements to deal with, and um, my my wife, absolute star, got everything sorted uh, within essentially within five days. Uh, we were able to give her an amazing send off, uh, horse and and carriage uh, through the through the the streets of the town. So yeah, it was a beautiful beautiful send off. Great weather uh, for the day. Yeah, and uh, she will be sorely sorely missed. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's hit us hard, but we we you have to plow on. You have to you have to keep going. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's essentially what we're doing. Yeah, that, 
I've, I've told you privately, but just just so sorry to hear it, and uh, and and sorry to, sorry to Lorraine, and uh, I love and fought to with you always. Yeah, thank you very much. And and normally for for like a, a husband or a, the 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 death of mother or mother in law would be like be like heaven, ding dong, the witch is dead kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Because they see it, they naturally see it as the mortal enemy, but uh, that's not the case with uh, with Lorraine's mum. She was an absolute star, really. Kind of a, I mean, I've told this a few times uh, uh, to to people, but whenever me and Lorraine ever had, had a disagreement, which is rare, um, Lorraine's mum would always side with me. So she was amazing, amazing woman. Yeah, and she's going to be massively, massively missed. And unfortunately. Um, on kind of like similar lines, we've we've no rare cash today. Uh, Laugh is giving him another uh, kick in the nutsack, uh, so he's unavailable to to be here. Um, so send our love to uh, to the third wheel of Badlands. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear from him uh, on the show next week. Uh, yeah, and if you need anything rare, just uh, hit us up. We're always here for you, sir. Absolutely. I was thinking. Um, I think last week's um, Badlands was the first one you haven't been on. Do you know, I was the the week that I had from from not recording was the first week in about five years where I haven't recorded anything at all. It's crazy. Apart from like when I've gone on holiday, obviously you can't record on. But when I've actually been in the country and, and still not recorded anything yet, just I'm I'm a machine. I'm a podcast machine. I'm sure you've still tried on holiday. You've been with the scuba gear. Recording, now, the quick, uh, <laughs> recording the quick, quick, quick few so, minutes underneath the water. So, for context, uh, me and me and the wife have got a holiday booked in in May, and she's forbid me from taking any podcast recording equipment. <laughs> she's forbid me because it's because I booked the holiday. But what I normally do is I check like the schedule to see what um, what wrestling's on or what uh, UFC events on. I didn't do that this time. This was kind of one of those spontaneous, spontaneous things where I thought, we need a break, uh, let's book somewhere. Uh, and it's a massive USC pay for you that weekend. Uh, so oh, no. I was sorely tempted, sorely tempted to watch it on holiday and record whilst I was away, <laughs> but I got told, absolutely not allowed to happen. Oh, are you allowed to watch it? No, no, I'm not. Not even said, watch no, it? Not even watch it. Brutal. Yeah. Anyway, so you covered an episode last week without me. Yeah, it felt felt wrong listening to a Badlands episode where I wasn't involved. It, I felt grubby. Grubby, I did. It's like seeing someone else drive your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you had a great topic to cover. Um, what if Owen Hart uh, hadn't uh, tragically passed away? And uh, both you and Ray kept some great, great... Um, um, mindsets and and some um, some good kind of thoughts on on what would have happened with with Owen um, and his career in wrestling had he had he not died that fateful day on uh, uh, over the edge. Um, but you, for me, I feel that you uh, kind of um, skirted around some points that that are what I initially thought of and some points that uh, that I've, um, I've, I've wrote down, you guys didn't even mention at all. So I thought it'd be cool to like kind of give my thoughts on what I thought that uh, would happen with Owen Hart had he, not, uh, had he not passed away that day. Okay, well, you're not allowed. 
Okay, <laughs> so let's, let's get straight into the next topic then. <laughs> no, I bet you've been chomping at the bit all week. Well, since I heard the episode, definitely. Yeah. Um, were you as angry as Ray was when we uh, did our factually incorrect Triple H episode? No, no, no. I, was, I mean, does anybody get as angry as Ray does? I mean, you can you say <laughs> that Roman Reigns is not the second coming of wrestling Jesus and he, he quits podcast mid, midstream. Yeah. Well, yeah. he gets fired from podcast midstream. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't spammed the inbox over the past week, so uh, no, with with your rage. Okay, so um, like I said, I think your your two uh, kind of uh, um, synopses were were really well uh, well done, really well thought out. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll go into man. Um, so. In terms of his wrestling career, I've kind of broke it down into into like three points. I've gone for his wrestling career. I've done a little bit about his post wrestling uh, and a little bit about the the wider world of wrestling in general. Okay. So in ter- in terms of his wrestling career, um, there's actually um, and this is something that I don't think you guys touched upon. Uh, there was actually a, a, a commonly known belief that that Owen was actually looking to retire. Uh, from wrestling uh, within about two or three years of of, of over the edge, um, was he? Yeah. So you mentioned how frugal he was on the, on the show. Um, yeah. uh, he'd saved his money up. He'd married his childhood sweetheart, and he actually only saw wrestling as uh, as a means to an end. He wasn't uh, as infatuated with it as his dad was, and he certainly wasn't as infatuated with it as uh, as Brett was. Um, so he didn't see it as a permanent kind of career choice it was just a way make money get out have a family laugh so and we also um uh, owen was actually scheduled to win the the rc title that night uh uh, uh, uh over the edge which i think you, you touched upon you had to face the godfather obviously um, for me in this in this kind of a in this timeline that happens he still wins that wins that title um in terms of uh, the wrestling talent, I think it's easy to say that that Owen was was the most well-rounded wrestler. Um, he had the technical yeah. uh, skill, maybe not as technical as Brett, but he also had that half-flying um, um, aspect to his wrestling that that maybe Brett wasn't as uh, as adept at. Yeah, but also, uh, oh, Brett's Brett's not in the company at that point anyway, so in, no, no, I'm just, I'm just under just, F, yeah. Certainly yeah, I'm not. just, I'm, I'm more looking at this as kind of like just using Brett as a, a yardstick for for the achievements that that he uh, he uh, had in his career and what Owen could have achieved had he had he gone on to 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 not die uh, over the edge. Yeah. So if you look at their their achievements um, up up to up to uh, 1999, Owen was a four time WF Tag Team Champion. Brett had only been a two-time champion. Uh, Owen was two-time Intercontinental champion. Brett was also a two-time Intercontinental champion. Uh, Owen, King of the Ring winner. Brett, double King of the Ring winner. So uh, Brett has got one up on him on that. Um, Brett, core won the, the Royal Rumble in 1994. Um, but in that same year, uh, and it's a very um, little-known show, um, five days before the actual Royal Rumble pay-per-view, uh, the WF held a, a special 
event at Madison Square Garden, where which was kind of seen as a, a test for the Rumble, but also um, a test of um, how well Owen would do uh, as a main event star. Uh, Owen won that Royal Rumble. So uh, essentially in 1994, both he and Brett won a Royal Rumble. I didn't know that. I, I do. I do remember stories about a secret rumble, well, not a secret, mm-hmm. but you know, un, untelevised rumble. Um, and um, so, if you take all them into into account, there's a lot of parallels between Brett and and Owen. Uh, their careers kind of followed a very similar trajectory, but there was one major difference, quite clearly, that Brett was five time WF champion. And Owen had never been WF champion. But he actually had been WF champion. He was actually WF champion once. And it was for one minute. Uh, it was never recognised in the in the history books for, for WF. But a show in Portland, uh, Maine, uh, where they were doing a bunch of tapings for, for WF uh, superstars, Owen and Brett faced off in a dark match and Owen pinned Brett in a lumberjack match um, and won the WF title. The match eventually was restarted and Brett got got the win back. But for that one moment, that one minute, Owen was WF champion. Again, this was seen as another test to see how Owen would would thrive in, in that top position. What 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 happened for it to only be a minute? Was the crowd reaction that bad? <laughs> no, I think that the, the plan was always for Brett to retain, just more give Owen the sense of being a champion to see whether he would thrive or whether he would kind of will under the the lights. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's a there's highlights of the matches on uh, are on a video on YouTube, and you can see the whole of the. The um the the roster come out and lift Owen up on on the shoulders. He was he he was so well loved by the rest of the the the, the guys. So he, I think he would have made a, a very very worthy champion. So um, there's a, I think there's another factor that we also need to consider that um, when Brett first won the WF title, he was 35 years old. When Owen died. He was only 34. So there was still plenty of, of years left in that time frame for him to not only become WF champion, but be a multi-time WF champion. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, like, I, like I mentioned last week, I'm blown away. He'd be 57 now, which is... Yeah. It's I, still young. Like I think you said Sting still wrestles now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we... If we take those age ranges, um, there, this this means that essentially there's decisions on him becoming uh, world champion are, are on the whims of Vince McMahon. Uh, and as we know, Vince, there is two. There's essentially two different Vinces. There's the Vince that uh, that is angry and vindictive, and there's the Vince that gives opportunities. Um, bear in mind, we're only about 18 months away from uh, Brett leaving the company uh, under very auspicious circumstances. Um, Vince is known to hold grudges, known to punish people, but on the on the flip side, he's also known to uh, to forgive if he knows he can make a, a, a dollar out of it. 
So if we take that first mindset of Vince, where he's very vindictive, um, you could easily see Vince keep Owen firmly in that mid-card, essentially punishing Owen for for Brett leaving the company. Um, And if that was the case, I very much doubt you would see Owen pass that that intercontinental tile level. He'd be forever stuck in the mid-card. Or in the second mindset, you could see Vince essentially rewarding Owen for his loyalty. Uh, He could have upped sticks and and left once his contract was up. Could have uh, followed his brother, uh, but he stuck around. Um, There has been precedent for for Vince uh, doing this. The the curtain call, one massive example. Triple H was the only person punished. He rolled that out and became uh, a record-breaking multi-time world champion. And eventually... Uh, one of the highest people in the whole of the company behind the scenes. So there is certainly a, a scope for Owen um, being rewarded for, for, for his loyalty. So if you follow that line, you could um, you could easily see, uh, see that he's gone through a similar situation as Triple H. He had the whole mockery angle with Jason Sensation. Um, he was called the Nugget the Blue Blazer superhero stuff, you could see that as being tests by Vince to see just how loyal to the company Owen is. And if he proves that loyalty, Vince could eventually book him as a as a WF champion, which not only then rewards Owen, but also is could be seen as an olive branch into Brett returning to the company in in the in the near future. What do you think of that so far? It, it, it certainly stands to reason. I mean, I could I could see Owen being used as an olive branch to Brett. Absolutely. I guess the only only thing I would contest is whether Owen was actually loyal because Owen obviously requested his release after mm-hmm. what happened to Brett. Um, and in that, unfortunately, in that time um, before he passed away, he was still under contract that whole time. So, I guess that loyalty would never truly tested whether he would have left or not and again i um i i concede the point but as a counter um bret hart also had uh talks with ww uh wcw when he was uh was uh with the company um the whole uh incident of him losing to the the mounter uh when he had a 121 degree uh fever was because he would he was negotiating with wcw uh, and he didn't realise his contract automatically rolled over for a year. Um, so he was uh, very upset with the, the, the company. Vince took the title off him, uh, essentially gave him time to, to, to calm down, and he eventually went on to become five-time world champion. So I I, I get the point that, that Owen did want to leave, but um, that doesn't always necessarily mean that uh, Vince will not put a title on you. No, absolutely not, and it doesn't mean he would have left, um, because well, Brett, Brett, uh, Brett left in in ninety seven. Obviously, as we know, mm-hmm. Owen's contract was up in two thousand and one. So, yeah, four years is a lot of thinking time, a um, mm-hmm. lot of time, a lot of time to cool off. Yeah, and I guess exactly, yeah. By that point, Brett had retired in two thousand and one. I think it was before that. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. 
it was way before WCW had folded. So yeah, which kind of changes that dynamic there. So yeah, I don't, I'm 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 not I'm definitely it's impossible to guess, but I'm not saying he would have left. Mm-hmm. And certainly, I, I think Ray mentioned it as well. A world championship certainly would have sweetened that deal to get him to stay. Yeah. So looking at uh, his post wrestling um, career with the company. Um, now, I mentioned earlier that he, it was uh, a well-known fact he was looking to leave uh, wrestling. That doesn't necessarily mean he leaves uh, the business of wrestling, more just the, the physical act of wrestling, um, depending on how he was be booked over the over the, the years post of the edge. It it could um, it could be easy to see him transitioning to a backstage role uh, for somebody with a a keen eye for the business, uh, somebody who was unanimously loved by the boys. He could um, he could easily be a road agent, producer, trainer, talent scout, any of those kind of uh, uh, roles for for grooming the, the next generation of, of wrestling. Uh, I could see Owen fitting in really well as a, as kind of like a, a major um, part of the backstage of, of WWF. Definitely. He'd be an amazing producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he'd be amazing in any of those roles. Again, Ray's, Ray last week um, said he'd be fantastic in the performance center today. Um, but yeah, that that one would stick out to me. Him, him producing matches, I think would uh, it'd be perfect for him. Uh, and then the the last kind of point I want to touch on, and it's something that you you guys uh, didn't really talk that much about, but um, um, I want to cover what. I think would have happened in in the wider world of wrestling. Um, so, firstly, I think that the the death of Owen and the controversy surrounding uh, the company's involvement in in the accident, um, I think that goes a long way to to uh, the the way we see WWE now uh, as a, as a fan base, especially the the internet wrestling community. Um, WWE uh, are often a company that can't do wrong for doing right and i think the the way uh the company looked in the in the aftermath of owen's death goes a long way to to uh adding to that that um that issue um even in in the media um the wf are looked down upon because of incidents like this now if this didn't happen um I could I could foresee a, uh, a period where WWE, WWE WWF are not seen as wrestling's bad guys because one of the most beloved wrestlers is still around, still uh, still wrestling. I, I can see that the the reputation of the WWF will be way more positive, and the, and the fan base being way more lenient uh, with issues that they that they have with the company. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I think um, Ray last week mentioned the you got, got the free the free points with WWE really had to you know do quite a lot of PR and a lot of change, which mm-hmm. were, which was the steroid trial, Owen, and then Benoit. Um, so yeah, you take the Owen bit out of the middle there, then there's a big what is between steroid trial and Benoit. There's ten ten years, fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, if you if the the sterile tr- trial when you get from there to Owen, um, WWF had really rebuilt their reputation. 
They were yeah. uh, they were neck and neck with WCW uh, to the point where they were beating WCW. They were the hottest that the the company's ever been, making more money than they've ever made. So the recovery from that uh, steroid trial was was massively affected because of this, and a lot of people still hold uh, very deep grudges against the company because of incidents like this and because of incidents like the the the, the Benoit stuff. So I feel that. If this didn't happen, maybe uh, WWF would be seen uh, in a better light with with a lot of the the, the more old school fans. Yeah, I could I, I, I could agree with that. It's a, some a bad thing happening on your watch every five years is quite a bad record. Whereas mm-hmm. once every ten years, that's, a, that's actually quite a different um, proposition. Yeah, I mean it's still not good. Not um, great. But no way condoning no. The, that it's good, but it's it's certainly a lot better if one of the most beloved wrestlers didn't didn't have a horrific um, accident on your watch. You you you're right about that. Uh, so the second uh, point is, I think that Brett would return to the company well before before he did. I mean, obviously he retired in in WCW, um, but it still took a long time for him to actually make amends with the company. Um, I think yeah. he would. And, and the, he would... the burn from, it, it was like a double burn, wasn't it? It was Montreal and then mm-hmm. Owen. Yeah. Whereas he would have uh, got over Montreal a lot a lot quicker, definitely. So he returned um, in the run-up to WrestleMania 26, which is um, a full decade after his final match for, for WCW. So if we assume that the injury that he suffers from Goldberg still happens, he still retires at the same time, um, I have a feeling that uh, if Owen was still in the company and and, and uh, doing really well, really successful, I feel that the bridges between Brett and the WWE uh, would have been built um, a lot earlier than than a decade later. Um and we talk about the potential of Owen in a backstage role. The potential of Brett in a backstage role is is so tantalising. So tantalising. I mean, this is a guy with uh, an exceptional man for the business, exceptional technical wrestling ability, um, one of the best storytellers uh, in a ring. He could have had a huge impact not only on the direction of, of the company, uh, but the 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 direction of the company for years to come. If he if he had any kind of influence on the the next generation of wrestlers, I mean, a lot of wrestlers sat Brett as as a hero, as someone who they tried to emulate. Anyway, imagine being in that performance center, and one of your uh, head trainers is Brett the Hitman Hart. That's just it. It it's just mouth watering the amount of uh, of uh, knowledge that that the talent could have learned from from sitting under the hitman tree. Absolutely, just mind blowing. Definitely, so much wasted potential. He's not really worked in that role of any company. No, no, and, so he, and he's he's brought out every now and again for as a, a one time spectacle. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, people learn so, so much from him, um, and. Just thinking about that, if if uh, when Sean returns in two thousand two, mm-hmm. I mean Sean versus Owen with Brett in his corner writes itself. Yeah, I, I, I mean imagine that in mid mid noughties match. 
And this is a this is a, a Sean who was coming back a changed man. Uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 storyline of him begging Brett for for, for for his forgiveness would just like I said absolutely rats itself and and having Owen there as Brett's kind of a um, surrogate, I suppose. Um, yeah, that that would make for a, a mouth watering storyline. Yeah, love that. Yeah, so essentially, yeah, those were my thoughts on on Owen. Uh, if he uh, hadn't um, unfortunately passed away, and such a waste, absolutely such a waste of an amazing, amazing talent. Yeah, it really is, and that was that was the overriding feeling we came away from last week. I think is just all this potential. The, mm-hmm. the three of us have thrown so many amazing things that could have happened out there, and. It's tragic to happen to anyone, but the, the potential he had is is mind blowing. He could have done anything. Yeah, and I really like uh, the way uh, Ray closed out uh, his thoughts with talking about the the AEW tournament. Um, and there was a lot of, uh, I suppose, controversy and bad feeling about about uh, about AEW uh, and and uh, Martha. Uh, working together because he'd never worked in the company, but I agree uh, wholeheartedly with with Ray's um, viewpoint on this. Anywhere we can kind of celebrate uh, the career uh, of one of the best wrestlers uh, to ever do it, um, that's absolutely fine with me. Whether it's uh, in a company he's been in or not, um, the fact is he's influenced generations of wrestlers. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm. So glad that he's finally getting his flowers. Uh, hopefully, we can see in the future some sort of building of, uh, of bridges with uh, with Martha and, and the WWE, so he can get into the WWE Hall of Fame. But as it stands now, uh, a tournament in his honor that's massive, that's huge, uh, and I, I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, um, I mean WWE is not an option, so. What we supposed to just never talk about him again, or he he never be honoured again? Uh, exactly. I think exactly. it'd be diff- a different story if WWE could do it, and AEW just did it anyway. That wouldn't make any sense. Um, but that, that's not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, essentially that's uh, that was my viewpoint. I think we uh, I agreed with a hell of a lot of what you said, um, and hopefully you've agreed with a lot of the the stuff I've put. But yeah, it's just a, a shame. One of those kind of a uh, Moments in wrestling where this show was was built for. What if this would have happened? We we it would have been a a game changer, an absolute game changer. Yeah, it's a massive what if. It it, it, equal parts depressing, but also it was it was just lovely to talk it, it, to talk about what might have happened and mm-hmm. and just realize kind of the esteem we all hold him in. Yep, yeah, absolutely. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. After that, Ray paused what may be the hardest, uh, the hardest <laughs> what if ever. Now, um, I've mentioned before on the show, my mindset, I use the uh, get in a zone and words just fly out in, in every direction. I'm trying to form some semblance of a, of a, of a plot or a, a storyline or a timeline. This was so difficult, Ray, as, as, as hit us hard with this one to the point where I have got bullet points and that's pretty much it and I'm hoping my brain at the time is able to elaborate on these bullet points <laughs> I think this I think this is a six-parter um mm. mini-series uh where you could uh, create a scenario like six different scenarios because it's so I mean there's so many different ways you could go with this and probably everyone is not what would actually happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So essentially Ray posed the question, uh, what if it was Triple H and Shawn Michaels that jumped to WCW instead of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash? Um, obviously talking about uh, things like the curtain call and and then uh, you you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here, all that, all that kind of uh, stuff. Um, yeah, it, this... This would be a a landscape changer because what Scott and Kevin did, what changed wrestling forever, um, and would that have been the same if if it was Triple H and Shawn Michaels doing that? Um, that's essentially what we're what we're here to find out. Uh, <laughs> but before I get into the the very few bullet points I've got, um, I actually uh, listened to um, some. Um, some Jim Cornette stuff about how he felt um, Shawn Michaels would have gone had he moved to for, to WCW because obviously there was a lot of talk about uh, Shawn Michaels jumping at the time. Uh, I know Eric Bischoff has said they were never interested in Shawn Michaels, but any wrestling company is interested in Shawn Michaels. If if that guy's name comes up in in conversation. Your ears, are, your ears prick up. You you make a play for him. Yeah, that's um, bullshit from Bischoff. That 
Yeah, exactly. So whilst he was speaking on his podcaster, uh, uh, Jim Cornette kind of like um, went through some of what he thought would have would have happened. Um, so he said, obviously, there would have been great matches. Um, they would have. He had uh, Shawn Michaels had a lot of friends in in WCW at the time, so um, he believes that the the wrestling would have been uh, as good as it would have would have been in the WWF. But he thinks that it would have gone wrong. He thinks it would have been would have been bungled, and that um, Shawn would have not been uh, a big as big a star in WCW as he was in the WWF. And it comes down to one defining factor that Vince McMahon was so behind taking care of Shawn Michaels as a wrestler that he wouldn't have been as protected in WCW. Now, obviously, he would have been a big star. um, Jim is certainly not saying that, but Vince was kind of the person who reined Shawn Michaels in a lot of the time, who protected Shawn Michaels a lot of the time. Uh, so Jim goes into Shawn Michaels' personal life and he says um, it's a, a, a well-known fact that uh, between Vince and Triple H, they they essentially carried Shawn Michaels through tough times in, in his life, uh, kept him on track. Um, Cornette believes that this wouldn't have happened in, in WCW. Uh, he believes that the people who worked in WCW wouldn't have... They wouldn't have um, bothered about Shawn taking drugs getting drunk, uh, turning up to wrestling matches uh, high as a cart, because that kind of thing happened in WCW anyway. So why would they make a, a change for, for Shawn Michaels when they weren't making a change for the wrestlers that were already there? Um, and then he goes into uh, the booking of WCW, uh, and he says that booking was, was awful. Uh, he mentions... Uh, um, when Kevin Nash was booking, now obviously in our in our scenario, Kevin Nash is still in the WWE, uh, but he mentions that Kevin Nash's booking was horrific, uh, and that it would have um, exacerbated uh, Shawn Michaels' uh, as issues, uh, and he feels that he, uh, Michaels would have fallen vic- victim to his own demons uh, and fucked himself up uh, because nobody would have been keeping an eye on him, which. It really does. I mean, I'm not a massive Jim Cornette fan. I think he uh, says a lot of things uh, for controversy, but that makes a lot of sense because uh, Sean in uh, in the late 90s, he was off the rails. He was um, very political. He was uh, taking a lot of uh, illicit substances. He's, he's mentioned it in his books multiple times. He comes back in 2002 as a change man, uh, denouncing all the things that he did in, 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 the, in the 90s. So if he didn't have Vince and, um, and Triple H there as, as kind of like guarding lights, he would have been way worse than the wrestler he was in WWF. Yep, I um, absolutely agree with that. Um, you've, you know, he's got, he, he's, he had many problems back then. He's a very fragile ego. And Vince, you know, Vince looked after him like one of his own. Um, and you're absolutely right; that wouldn't have happened in WCW. And you, and you, uh, you can see with Scott Hall, it didn't happen in it didn't happen in WCW. Um, so I think you could flip that as part of this. And I'd yep. like to think maybe Scott Hall would have been looked after a bit better in uh, in WWF by Vince too. 
well, there, that comes into uh, some of the bullet points I've made. So, um, do you want to go first, and or or would you like me to, or or do you just want to alter it and just have at it in a in a, a random style? Yeah, let's uh, have like a little buffet style, shall we? A bit, a bit of you, a bit of me. Just want to say that on um, on Cornet, um, just my opinion on Cornet. I think Cornet can be separated into him talking about the past and him talking about the now. And I've, I put a lot of value on what he says about the past and the stuff he was directly involved in. I think, uh, I, I, I think he's great to listen to on that stuff on the future as you say he just says stuff for just just says, says stuff for clicks basically um yeah separate absolutely same thing i say let's say with dave Meltzer is you can separate the history bit and the opinion bit and yeah. he's very reliable on one of them and very unreliable on the other yeah so, i mean for, for as a historian um Jim Corner is is up there with Dave Meltzer. Um, I know he's he kept a record of every single event uh, that he was a part of, including like match times, winners, losers, gate receipts, uh, money paid out. So, uh, in terms of his knowledge of the business, yeah, absolutely. In terms of the some of the the stories and opinions he he has about the wrestling uh, world from from his era, yeah, absolutely, he's, he's great to listen to. But there is that kind of controversial, um, angry uh, side of him that, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like night and day with him. But, yeah, in terms of stuff like this, yeah, uh, I think he's uh, one of the leading authorities. Yeah, it's the difference between fact and opinion, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, most people, most people whose opinion is most out there and most, most popular, shall we say, is uh, <laughs> usually quite bad. <laughs> Controversy creates cash, as exactly. Bischoff says. Exactly. Uh, so let's go for it. So I'll I'll throw the first thing out, and we'll we'll we can talk about that, and then we'll 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 chop and change as we see fit. So um, first thing um, in my storyline, um, DX still happens, NWO still happens. Wow. Okay. Just with obviously alternate uh, leaders. So yep. in in the first thing I want to pause is that uh, the NWO doesn't become as bloated as it did because if you remember DX, um, whilst they were a huge faction, it was very limited in terms of numbers. They weren't. It weren't. Uh, if you compare it to NWO, every other week there seems to be another half a dozen members uh, to the point where even even guys like Hulk Hogan, uh, then uh, Jarrett was an NWO member. Um, KJ Muto was an NWO member. They had their own sting, for God's sake. It got, <laughs> it got ridiculous. So I think that um, if, if Triple H and Shawn Michaels are heavily involved in that, it doesn't become as bloated uh, with members um as 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 it did for for kevin and scott and yeah. on the in the same kind of uh breath i also don't think it outstays its welcome for as long as it did um dx again uh lasted a long while in terms of wrestling but it it kind of ended when it should have ended yes we got the kind of reprisals for the crowd pops and the merchandise but essentially the the core of dx ended when it should have ended that didn't happen with NWO. NWO lasted way longer than than it should have done. Yes, it was making money. Yes, it was attracting fans, but 
it it got to the point of of ridiculousness with the the how over bloated it was, how it broke into different factions. Uh, it just it just outstayed its welcome. So I think with uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels at the helm, that doesn't happen. Okay, I've I've got a complete opposite. I've got I've got the neither of those happen. <laughs> but I've got a right. No, that's first, fair. First question for you: Is Hulk Hogan the third man? Mabel with Sean Michaels. Mabel is the third man. Mabel Mabel is actually the third man in <laughs> no. uh, Triple H and <laughs> Sean Michaels NWO. No, I think Hogan is 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 always a good fit. Um, he. Even with Shawn Michaels and Triple H taking the the, the Scott and um, Kevin role, Hogan was the guy that made that mainstream. So yeah, I do believe that Hogan is a good fit there. Whether that clash of uh, of personalities would happen with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Hogan, that's a, a different argument because we all know that Kevin and and Scott. They they didn't really care about WCW. It was all about making money, which is at the end of the day that's the business that they're in. They wanted to to make money, and that was the easiest way to do it. They knew that if Hogan was the third man, he'd carry a lot of the 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 weight of the promos, and they could essentially skirt by doing minimum and making a hell of a lot of money. That kind of mindset, I don't think, would happen with Triple H. Uh, maybe it's Shawn Michaels at that time it would happen, but I think Triple H is so in tune with the business that um, I don't see him relaxing and, and kind of taking a backseat. I think he would be the person who pushes for for um, perhaps some of some of the ideas. See, I see. I I I I think Shawn. Sean's different from from um, Hall and Nash in that okay. I, I don't think he was in it for the money. He was in it for the ego. If he was in it for the money, he would have left for the WCW. Um, and that ego would not. It just wouldn't sit. I don't think it would sit in the NWO with Hogan, and it wouldn't. Okay. It, it wouldn't tolerate Hogan being NWO's first champion. Fair play. I I understand that, but. Again, this is very much hyperbole anyway. I mean It is, yeah. This, is, this was thanks, Ray. <laughs> for this horrific task that you set up. Okay, so I think Hogan okay, maybe Hogan does join the NWO, but I think it'd just be an utter car crash. Because So then have it those last, two. And it wouldn't our stays welcome. So essentially you've proved me right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be members one and three that caused the issue, not uh <laughs> Not members five hundred and sixty four or whatever it was. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I had, I had no NWO and no DX, but actually, you've changed my mind. NWO would still happen. I mean, NWO was a Bischoff idea. Yeah, um, a Bischoff idea that is stole from Japan. Yeah. So that's something NWO would happen. I don't. I don't. I definitely don't think T Generation X does. I don't think. Um, I, I just don't think R- Razor Ramon and Diesel's path crosses much in okay. in what's WWF. Um, That's fair. Yeah, that actually really makes a lot of sense. Uh, I haven't really gone into and uh, to DX outside just them two taking the spot. So yeah, in in my timeline, they don't even have to create a DX. 
No. And I think Degeneration X was a little... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm sure I'm sure Ray will if I am wrong, but Degeneration X was a bit of a fluke, wasn't it? In in the way Triple H and Shawn Michaels were kind of behaving, it just turned turned into something? Yeah, I think um, there, there was a point where uh, Vince was fanning, uh, especially Shawn Michaels, pretty much every week because he was he was acting up. But it was kind of like the Austin 316 thing where the crowd were, were loving it. So Vince saw the money there and, and ran with it. So, yeah, you, you are out. Yeah. So sticking in WF then, in my world, Degeneration X doesn't happen. I've, I think Razor Ramon does become a world champion. Mm-hmm. And probably, probably quite soon um, after the point which he would have... I don't even know. They reference things quite, you know, pretty soon after the period he would have left for WCW, but in this scenario didn't. Because, <laughs> yep. I mean, Razor Ramon was a massive character and and he, he was obviously going to be a world champion. Mm-hmm. But I think the effect of, I think the effect of Razor Ramon becoming a world champion and obviously you've still got Diesel around as well. I actually think WF stay a big guy company for a lot longer mm-hmm. to the probably to the detriment and then um, you've got undertaker still in the mix there as well yeah so i think you've got i think you've got more championships for undertaker more championships for kane big show playing a bigger role than he went on to play and then you've got razor ramon and diesel in amongst there as well um i, I think you, you have a very very different looking wwf Yep, I've I've gone for a very very similar um, uh, mindset. Um, I believe Scott Hall becomes WWE champion multiple time WWE champion. Definitely, uh, I, I think um, Kevin Nash Diesel has more title runs. Uh, I totally agree with you with the fact that um, WWF become even more of a big man uh, style company because you're looking at two two stars who are six seven plus. Uh, added to the, the like I said, Kane and Undertaker who, who were uh, touching seven foot, it becomes yeah, uh, very much the land of the giants again. Um, one issue that that kind of haunted Scott Hall throughout his career was his demons, um, and I think kind of like uh, we mentioned earlier, um, Vince was very good at, at helping wrestlers control those demons. And I think if Scott Hall had stayed in WWF, Vince could have helped mould him and, and guard him to to being somebody who we could trust with a, a, a WWF title. Um, so yeah, I think um, there would there would certainly be a, a, a one eighty between uh, Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels uh, to the point where essentially Scott Hall would take that role. He would take that that Shawn Michaels role of being Vince's guy. Uh, because it was quite clear that Vince was very, very high on Scott Hall. I mean, having world title shots within seven months of being in the company, multiple-time RC uh, champion, there was definitely um, there was definitely a lot of potential in Scott Hall. I think if he'd have stayed uh, under under Vince and under the WF, he would have been multiple-time world champion. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. Okay. Um, so, thinking what you said there about him replacing Shawn Michaels, yeah, I can see that. I had something different. Oh yeah, sorry, replacing Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I, I I was thinking about who replaces Triple H. 
Okay. Um, so obviously Triple H really starts to become massive. What we say in ni- again, nineteen ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine, um, starts really putting his foot in the world title scene. Who'd who'd replace that role? And I think it takes us back to our conversation the last two weeks. Owen Hart. Do not strip Mick Foley of any title runs again. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. Mick Foley still gets his title runs. He gets. He gets. He gets even more. <laughs> um, right. What was, what was? So yeah. No. Sorry. Obviously, Owen Hart wouldn't replace Triple H in nineteen ninety nine. But um, Triple H's role in the company, obviously, he wins the King of the Ring in ninety seven. Um, yeah, so um, in fact, ignore that. I wasn't thinking when I wrote all yeah, that. I mean, Owen Hart was still in the company when the when the curtain call happened. Yeah, yeah. But you, but you would, you'd still have the build up for the Rock. Uh, Austin was was uh, obviously he his career was was massively affected by this. Um, so you would think if if the I mean we're assuming the curtain call still happens. Um, yeah. You would think that that those guys would still end up being punished, whether it be like Scott Hall and, and, and uh, Diesel have to eat crow for a little while, opens the door for, for uh, Austin to still be King of the Ring and Austin 316. Owen, um, if if we carry on the kind of mindset of him uh, not passing away uh, 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 over the edge, yeah, I think I can see Owen being a huge star, maybe not replacing Triple H, at this moment, but certainly um, taking some of those numbers of Triple H title runs uh, away from him. Yeah. And obviously Owen was feuding a lot with Diesel as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Around about that time. So that would that would neat, neatly link there. As, as for Diesel, I think, um, I, I think I think Diesel would go on to be um, the top babyface. Now, I know he was the top babyface for a little while, and it's... It's kind of viewed that that maybe that experiment maybe failed. Um, I mean, he, he was, was one champ- of the lowest drawing world champions, uh, apparently. Yeah. But then, so was Shawn Michaels. Oh, throughout his yeah. career, Shawn Michaels' uh, world title runs have not drawn particularly well. Yeah, um, I, I think if Diesel Hang had, st- had stuck around, um, I mean, Kevin Nash is, is is a cool guy, and I think if 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 more of the Kevin Nash character came out, um, I think fans would, I think fans would lap it up. And what you've also got, obviously, Montreal doesn't happen. Um, Shawn, Michael, Shawn Michaels is in WCW by that point. I mean, so it, it may happen. It may, it may, it may happen. Yeah. Vince didn't screw Razor. Razor <laughs> screwed Razor. <laughs> but not say it doesn't happen knocking all the dominoes over Austin doesn't become as big naturally because mm-hmm. Mr. McMahon doesn't happen and it, say, it's, knocking it, loads it, of dominoes over there. So the, the, the number one face position is there for the taking. And I think, I think perhaps diesel would make it his own. Yeah. I mean, this it's, it's just a massive can of worms. Ray has, as, as essentially shit, <laughs> shit on our hands and we've been made to clap. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what's happened. So uh, go back to uh, another one of of, of man, um, and we we don't get the crow sting uh, because 
uh, it's well known that this was actually a Scott Hall idea. So we don't get that NWO versus uh, Sting battle that that went on for for so so long. Uh, Crow uh, Sting essentially keeps being surfacing. Um, he doesn't make that transition. And if you look at how that would have impacted his career since the NWO, his his whole um, uh, persona has been different entities of Crow Sting. All the all this stuff in in TNA was all based around the Crow persona. Obviously, with little tweaks here and there. Even his work now in AEW is essentially a, a revamped version of of the Crow Sting. So we don't get that that Sting um, because Scott Hall doesn't make the jump. Does does that impact Sting's career? Does he become this icon that 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 we we know now, or is he just another one of those kind of eighties um, to nineties wrestlers who just didn't know when to hang it up? That's a crazy thought, isn't it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You had Scott Hall was pivotal in 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 that. It was it was his suggestion. Like, what, yeah. what would, what would happen to Sting? Um, wow. Yeah, I hadn't even considered that. So, I mean, if you, what I'm struggling with and what I was struggling with when planning this, if you, if you take elements of both our scenarios, so in mine, NWO, DX doesn't happen, you know, yours, uh, Sting as we know and love him doesn't happen. Obviously, we think maybe uh, Mr. McMahon doesn't happen. What, what does removing all those elements do to the the Monday Night War? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, exactly. Who has the upper hand where, where where all those elements are removed or changed? I I can't. My brain isn't good big enough to <laughs> to work that out because um, Sting was essentially the face of WCW. He yeah. was he he was the 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 great white hope against the evil NWO, uh, and that is what kept a lot of viewers focused on WCW instead of. Uh, changing the channel and, 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 and watching what was on the other side. So if that cross thing doesn't happen, do we even get a Monday Night Wars? Do we even get um, WWE buying their competition and um, or does WCW just stay in second place? I just can't. I can't work it out. Exactly. i tell you what, i tell you the ace up the sleeve WCW would have. Um, and that is Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart with Vince Russo booking. Oh, Jesus. Now, but at that, at that time, that would be, I mean, that would be incredible. That would be huge. Okay. But then does does Bret jump? Yeah, because Bret, Bret's gone for the money. I don't think, I don't think there's any other motivation, is there? It's, it's purely... Purely but money. With with Shawn Michaels not being in the company, with Shawn Michaels not exerting his uh, political influence over Vince, and with him not having that very personal uh, and deep hatred of of Bret Hart, does Bret need to jump in nineteen ninety seven? If his if his mortal enemy has gone. And he's left with people who he enjoys working with, with Diesel and and Razor. Does he does 
does he need to leave? Is Brett not the Shawn Michaels? Does Vince not put his eggs in the Brett basket? But but Vince can't pay Brett what he's worth. I understand that, but if WCW are not a viable, sec, uh, not a viable uh, alternative, not throwing huge wafts of money at, at people, does Brett jump? I don't think we change that though, because WCW, <laughs> WCW are still Turner backed. And at the okay, but, sign- but also in your in your um, in your uh, timeline, the NWO isn't happening, and the NWO is what was making um, WCW massively popular. If that doesn't happen, does Turner think I'm losing money hand over fist here? We're not drawing the ratings. Yeah, when when does NWO start? Pretty much uh, as soon as Scott Hall comes in. When's that? When's that? Like the the current call is um, like mid nineteen ninety six. Yeah, because it leads on okay. to Austin winning the King of the Ring. No, or is it late ninety five? No, I'm sure. It's, I'm I'm going to look this up. I I'm think it's ninety six. I'm and Brett obviously signs in November ninety seven, late ish ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's April nineteen ninety six. Okay, so in, in that, so that's an eighteen month uh, gap between then and November. Does it? Does you said the NWO doesn't happen? Is Shawn Michaels and Triple H enough of a draw that they can generate the income that the NWO um, created? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I. I. I wouldn't. I don't know the answer, obviously, but I. I I'd argue whether NWO's the financial success of NWO signed Bret Hart or just Ted Turner's wallet signed Bret Hart. I mean, you, you I make a, a point, but one of the reasons that that um, I mean, it was about the money. Don't get me wrong, but it was also about Sean and uh, he and Bret's personal heated rivalry. Definitely, yeah. That was that was clearly a stress in Bret's life that could be removed. Now, if, if Shawn Michaels is not there and Brett has the ear of, of Vince, he's a lot more happier uh, in, 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 in his job. He's getting the, the pushes that perhaps um, he felt he deserved. Brett, Brett stays. Brett stays in my, in my mindset. I just can't see it. Because you've got that whole scenario as well that Vince actually gave Brett a high-paying contract, didn't he? And then had to bring him in and tell him he couldn't afford it. But he gave him a high-paying contact because of WCW in the yeah. lurking in yeah. the background. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that one. See, Ray, again, <laughs> look what you have done. <laughs> Got anything else on your list? Uh, yeah, a couple more. Um, so uh, one we've kind of already mentioned on, but um, I don't believe that... Um, HBK's demons are kept in check uh, by WCW. Uh, I believe that uh, he would go even more off the rails without that uh, without that guarding uh, force in Vince McMahon. He certainly wouldn't have it in Eric Bischoff. Certainly wouldn't have it in Vince Russo. So I believe that he would very much go off the rails. I think that Triple H would be kind of in the same um, boat that Kevin Nash was in with Scott Hall, where he was the only person looking out for for, for Shawn Michaels. Um, 
and I think he would struggle um, because Sean is a huge, huge character, uh, probably way more of a character than than, than Scott Hall is, um, and he had a, a, I would say, he had a way bigger ego than Scott Hall. Uh, Scott Hall was certainly into wrestling for the money, uh, for the lifestyle. Sean Michaels was in it, as you mentioned, for the ego. Um, I think Triple H would would struggle to to be able to uh, be that controlling force for Sean Michaels, which then leads me to believe that Sean Michaels would walk away from wrestling as he kind of did in uh, uh, in WWE, but I don't think he would return the way that he did. Um, I don't think he would uh, return to wrestling at all. I think he would be done with wrestling. There's no kind of redemption in 2002, coming back and putting on some of the the best matches of his career. I think he's just done with the business. I completely agree with that. And and one of the the reasons I also agree with that is I don't think there's a reason for Vince to bring him back. Mm -hmm. He, He wouldn't have history with Triple H because it hasn't happened or not in WWF's house. It hasn't happened. Obviously wouldn't have the history with Bret Hart to call on. Why, why would you bring Shawn Michaels back in 2002? And if Shawn's not interested as well, there's just no, there's no reason for either party to do it. Yeah. And, and you've kept uh, some major talents in, in, like you said, Kevin Nash, and um, and Scott Hall potentially uh, Brett, depending on which scenario you go with, you've got a core of of talent that is going to carry your company for 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 the next ten years. You throw in Undertaker, Kane on on coming through, as you said, Shaw, uh, Big Shaw coming uh, coming to the company, Austin still around, uh, Owen Hart still around. There, there's no need. To go to the to the Shawn Michaels well at all? No, I mean you probably end up with a similar scenario to if he does come back, a similar scenario to what happened when Hall and Nash came back, um, mm-hmm. which really was a bit of a damn squib in the end. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, oh, have you got another one? Well, uh, if you've got a related one, mine's mine's kind of unrelated. If you... Yeah, Matt. This one's. Uh, I mean, it's related in the fact that we the people are involved in the in the the topic. But yeah, it's not it's not to do with Sean Michaels. Okay, well, it's the same topic. Um, Triple H doesn't marry Stephanie McMahon. Now, what if Triple H doesn't marry Stephanie McMahon? If only there was a podcast available somewhere that had already ruminated on that. Well, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, that was that was one of my points. Triple H and Steph don't marry. Trips doesn't climb that corporate ladder. Uh, perhaps Steph doesn't even really climb that corporate corporate ladder because the Steph that uh, you see in the early days of her WF uh, career is very shy, very demure. Um, you can see Triple H's influences in her in terms of the wrestling business, as well as obviously she's essentially a female Vince. Um, but I think it leads to Shane being more successful Behind uh, behind the gorilla position, um, because Trips isn't there. He isn't there to guard uh, Stephanie uh, through the business. So yeah, I agree with you on that one. If um, that's another massive game changer in 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 the history of wrestling, all from two different people 
uh, jumping brands than than what actually happened. <laughs> it is. You can, of course, go back into the annals of Badlands and find our uh, "What If Triple H Didn't Marry Stephanie mm-hmm. McMahon" episode. But if you want to go I, down that wormhole, I do believe that Triple H does return to the WWE. Yep, I believe he returns when they have the the buyout if it happens. But I don't think he reaches the levels uh, and the title wins and the accolades that he got from being the the loyal company man that that he he's, he ended his career with with the company. I don't think that happens. You don't see him being fifteen time world champion. Um, but I do see him coming back to the company in in some uh, shape or form. Um, but yeah, essentially, him going to WCW means he doesn't become a record-breaking multi-time world champion. So I partially agree. Oh, I, I, I mean, he, I mean, he loses a head start, so he doesn't get to like 14, 15 world titles, whatever he's on. But I, I think he would quickly catch up... Um, with where his career would have been anyway, um, I think you'd be a. I think you'd still become a main player throughout the you know two thousand and one onwards. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not saying he's going to be uh, lounging in the mid card. Yeah. He certainly has the the wrestling um, chops to be a um, a world champion. I mean, he will be. He will be in the mix with with the big stars, with the the rocks and 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 the Austins. Yeah. I just don't think he would be. I mean, you for instance, you wouldn't get the 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 reign of terror. That wouldn't happen. Uh, he wouldn't be uh, uh, headlining WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Um, he would he would just be another kind of cog in that main event scene. I don't know. I think I think he'd be. I think he'd be top level. I still think really? he'd be top level. I think you still get double figures of titles. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, I, even with he's just, he, like he's that five good. Five years out of the company. Yeah, it wouldn't take him long to prove himself. Okay. I don't think. I mean, it, it took him long enough to prove himself after the curtain call. <laughs> and again, a lot. I guess a lot depends on how he develops whilst he's at WCW. Um, yeah, because it's it's very well known that he hated his original time in WCW. Yes, yeah. when he was terrorizing. Exactly, and he he could um, terrorizing. Jeez, um, so they could give him that gimmick again. You never know. Um, and he could he he could pick up some bad habits in that what like four or five year period he'd be in WCW that would that means he wouldn't turn into the the massive WWE superstar. That, that he became, but I, I've, I've, I believe in his talent. I think he would still rise to the very top. You're such a mark. You're a Trips and Charlotte Flair mark. I am. <laughs> Gladly wear the badge. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's the ideas and thoughts that I had about um, this horrific, horrific topic that Ray put forward. You any more to to round off? I'm just having a quick look. I don't. I don't think I do. You know. I think that's. Uh... Yeah, I think that's covered it. Awesome. Thank you, Ray. Let's never. Let's never speak of this subject again. Well, obviously, until next week when you when you give us some actually amazing um, rebookings. Um, well, hopefully, if you if you're on the show next week. But yeah, that was the toughest one for me so far. Yeah, that that hurt my brain. 
<laughs> it's really interesting though. I enjoy I kind of enjoyed it, but yeah, I I need to lie down now. Well, you can have a week's rest. Uh but thank, we thank do you very need much. A, we do need a topic for next week and um I believe it's my turn. It's your turn. I'm glad you yeah. said that because I ain't got one. <laughs> yeah, um so I want to I mean, for context, it's WrestleMania weekend this weekend. Uh, Paul and I um, have been talking pre-show, uh, saying how we're, we're not as enthused for, for WrestleMania uh, this year. Um, but I want to kind of book um, a storyline going in, well, leading to the year before WrestleMania. Um, a stupendous so- storyline. I mean, it can be as stupendous as you like. Um, so my what if is essentially what if the Undisputed Era didn't leave NXT and join AEW, but they joined the main roster. And the way I want to go about it is book from WrestleMania 37 to WrestleMania 38, a storyline for the Undisputed Era. Interesting. Interesting. Where, where we bury Roman Reigns all the way through the year <laughs> as he gets beat by a five foot two Adam Cole. <laughs> I was going to say, my, 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 uh, my fantasy book just ends. Brock Lesnar buries them four on one backlash. <laughs> <laughs> no, so essentially, what, uh, what if the Undisputed Era went to main roster? No, I like it. I like it because um, you don't really uh, have many factions anymore, do you? In WWF, we've had um, we've had uh, uh, we've got Bloodline now. That's Bloodline, a faction, yeah. kind of a faction. Hurt Business, we're we're knocking about, mm-hmm. um, but like a really strong. You know, we've been talking about DX and NWO and Heart Foundation. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing be- that good has happened in a long time. Just because I'm saying that the Undisputed Era comes to main roster doesn't mean some of those NXT factions can't make their way up there as well. You've got Imperium, British Strong Style still could be involved. Are they still about? <laughs> I mean, they're all they're all still employed by the company. Oh, Pete Dunne is now um, Butch, isn't he? It's fucking ridiculous. I get again uh, any name change the WWE come up with. I get it. It's a it's marketing. It's ownership rights. I understand it, but at least give them cool sounding names. Butch. If you say that to an English person, the first thing you think is Butch Dingle. <laughs> Don't. <you? laughs> so we get we're gonna have uh, Trent Seven coming in as Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Tyler Bates, Zach. <laughs> what a dream team! What a dream. Uh, it, uh, more than the name, I've got an issue with the hat with um, the big bump under it. You, you know, you just, <laughs> you just know WWF booking. There's going to be something under that hat eventually, like mm-hmm. um, Eric Rowan's big spider. Jesus wet. That was horrific. The reveal for that was, was horrific. <laughs> I would have. That should have been like the anonymous GM, where you leave it hanging because it is never going to live up to the harp. That was horrific. That was bad, bad booking. But yeah, essentially, 
what would happen if the AW uh, uh, the Undisputed Era came to main roster. I love it. So if you're about Ray next week, that's your homework for the week, sir. It's going to be a fun one, that. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Quick, quickly get your thoughts on WrestleMania, just very, very quickly, because we've, uh, we've we've been recording for a while now. But um, is it is it Cody? Is Seth Rollins' opponent Cody? If it's not, this is the this is going to be the the biggest letdown of the show. I think there's been so much built. Um, now a lot of it is obviously WWE haven't confirmed anything. This is all coming from news outlets and stuff like that. But WWE have, have allowed it to ride, so you you have to think that there there's something there. Now I, I believe the reveal is going to be on on the night of WrestleMania when the music hits. That's <laughs> a, that's a ball that's a ballsy thing to do if it's not him. Can you imagine if it? I mean, who else could live up to that hype though? If it's not Cody, let's let's go with the 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 idea that it's not. Who else could it be that wouldn't get booed out of the building and would get a massive pop? I mean, it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be anyone who wouldn't get booed at the building at this point. I don't. I mean, if you pulled in Kenny Omega, you pulled in. Um, Quarter Ibushi, I think they would get pops. I think Kota Ibushi. I don't think. I don't think ninety-five percent of the crowd yeah, wouldn't know Kota Ibushi. I don't think. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, if what if it was like Brian Cage? I just don't think it would do anything. It'd just be like a. It'd be like, well, what? Who's this? It's it's got to be Corner. It's got to be. It has to be. It's got to be Cody. Or I'm not saying I want this at all, but it would kind of make sense for it to be via man or whatever his name is. Did he not debut this week? Oh, is he debuted now? I, I I heard that they were doing more vignettes that he was debuting later on in the show. Oh, that, maybe that can't be it. No, I, no, I do. That... I think it is Cody, but. If he hasn't debuted, part of me is thinking it could it could be him. I mean, it might not pop the crowd there, but it'd probably pop their massive Indian audience. I I think the issue would be though that does Via even have any kind of theme music that would pop the crowd before you came before he came out? Ah oh, no, they just put his name on the screen. <laughs> Whereas Corder, he's got at least he's got two songs where you hit those those opening bars and that crowd has a shit fit. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you hit the uh wrestling has only got one uh royal family, that crowd's gonna go mental. You hit whoa whoa, it's only smoke and mirrors, the crowd's gonna they're gonna go mental, so it's got to be Cordy. They built this up way too much for it not to be Cody. I can't believe we're talking about like 
Cody Rhodes returning at WrestleMania is going to massively pop the crowd. It's going to be like the moment of WrestleMania. You never would have thought that like five years ago. If someone said that, you, it, you'd when, go, you're yeah, mad. You're when mad. He left as Stardust, yeah. and he was he was the mid card of of mid carders. And I mean, props to the guy. Absolutely. I mean, I am not a massive fan of him. Uh, his work doesn't really do anything for me. But from a business mindset, you cannot. You cannot doubt him. He went away as, as somebody who was never going to be missed by the company, the the perennial mid-carder. And he's coming back in a huge storyline, going to get a huge pop at the biggest show in the wrestling calendar and potentially going to be a huge star for the company. You cannot fault his business acumen from it. He's probably walking in against one of the best opponents as well. Mm-hmm. And if he gets the, I mean, he would have to get the win, surely. Oh, you'd have to think so, yeah, yeah. And then who does he go on to face? Roman, Brock. I think Brock would kill him on purpose. <laughs> well, if only there's, if only there was a podcast out there where people discussed <laughs> what if Cody Rhodes returned at WWE. Yeah, that's also somewhere. This, this the, show uh... has so many levels, <laughs> it's so many callbacks. <laughs> Go check that one out if you're excited for Cody coming back, because uh, there were some excellent bookings in that one. Yeah, so um, essentially the the card as it stands now is uh, for night one. We've got Becky and Bianca for the, Great match. For the Royal Women's Championship. We've I saw got, them in um, London, and they had a brilliant match. So um, no reason. And that and that that. Uh, um, feud has, has got more heated with uh, with uh, Beck again a haircut. Um, like I think it was last week or this week. Yeah, um, I think I think they're both awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Bianca Belair is a is a is a star for the next decade. She's so damn good. Uh, then you've got yep. the the Mysterios versus the Miz and Logan Paul. I mean, that's going to pop the the casuals, but couldn't give. Any slightest toss about Logan Paul? For... It's not, not, not my cup of tea, but the YouTube numbers on that are going to be insane. Exactly. Uh, you got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Piss break. How far has <laughs> Drew McIntyre's star fallen? I, mean, I, I, I can't believe that match is on WrestleMania. It's just, it's, it's just nothing, isn't it? Then the Usos. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Okay, it'd be a good match. Any Usos match is usually good, and Shinsuke's great. I've, I can't, I can't say I've seen Rick Boogs wrestle. Uh, I think I've seen him wrestle a couple of times in NXT as as like as enhancement talent, but not. I don't think I've seen him on main card. Um, Potential there for uh, Rick Boogs heel turn, or a Shinsuke heel turn, or Shinsuke heel turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New Day um, taking on Sheamus and Ridge Holland with with, with Butch. With Butch, Jesus. Is wet. Butch not wrestling? Because oh, there's only two New Day, isn't it? Biggie's yeah. unfortunately broken his neck. Yeah. Oh, that, I, Butch might have been on the WrestleMania card if, if Biggie had broken his neck. No, selfish Biggie. Selfish Biggie. If only, be, if only no. you put more rotation on it. <laughs> no, what a what a very very lucky escape that guy had. Yeah, what a very very and hopefully he uh, mends um, 
very quickly because he's one of the nicest people in wrestling by a long way. He makes you enjoy wrestling. Definitely. And he's got he's he's got unlimited potential, I think. Mm-hmm. So then co-main event, uh, as as it stands now, uh, Seth Rollins versus to be announced. And it says Mr. McMahon will announce Rollins' opponent on the night of the event. So we're going to get the American Nightmare Stardust. <laughs> the son of a plumber. He's just, can you imagine if he comes out to he's just a common man or in polka dots that'd be fucking brilliant that'd be incredible I, how much is Vince going to ham it up do you think oh. if he'll make reference to him crossing the divide in some way calling it a piss ant company let's hope he does that yeah I, I, I don't think it's in Vince to uh, acknowledge the company I think he, there may be hints to it, but I don't think Vince is going to out and out say that this guy tried to drive me out of business with uh, with his alternative wrestling. <laughs> but we'll see. There'll be some sort of dig. I'm sure there'll be some sort of dig. Cause it has to be. Why would he announce it otherwise? I mean, he's having issues with Seth Rollins, though. He calls Seth Rollins to his, his, uh, his office for a meeting. Yeah. So maybe I've, this is it, is punishment. I don't know. It feels like that's been added on right at the end. Mm-hmm. And then uh, main event headlining um, night one: Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Love Can't it. Go wrong with that. Yeah. Cannot go wrong with They've that. Had, uh, great matches in the past. The, um, the the Survivor Series one was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know me. I love Charlotte. So. And to, for her to be headline as well. That's that's absolutely outstanding. I mean, I know she technically headlined uh, the the first wrestle uh, women's headlined WrestleMania with with Becky and and Ronda, but she was the bit part player in that. That it was all that was always her role. Now she's one on one, which is well deserved. We, yeah. I mean, I give you grief for being a Charlotte Mark, but she has carried the women's division, so she definitely deserves that that recognition of, of headlining. She does. This um, will be great. I, I'm looking forward to that one. So um, the second night, we, it looks like we're opening with a, a fatal four-way for the women's tag team titles. Uh, Zelina and Carmella, who are the champions apparently, did not know that. Um, Sasha and Naomi, Rhea and Liv Morgan, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Um no offence, I've got clusterfuck written all over it. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, you would think that Sasha and Naomi would have to be favourites for that, surely. Yeah, start the night with a big, big, big reaction. And then the second um, celebrity match, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match. Yeah, they've done awesome. They've done awesome building it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't begrudge Johnny Knoxville being on the card whatsoever. No, it's going to be fun. Um, totally opposite to Logan Paul, who I cannot stand. Uh, and yeah, he's just, he grinds me. Johnny Knoxville is going to be hilarious. Yeah. A jo- jo- let's face it, Johnny Knoxville's for us, isn't he? For for our our vintage <laughs> of human being, where's Logan Paul's for the, for the young ones, isn't kids. he? For the yeah. kids, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pat McAfee 
versus Austin Theory. I give it a chance. I, I'm... I mean, Pat was great against uh, Adam Cole. Really, really good against Adam Cole. Um, is Austin Theory an Adam Cole, though? Mm, I, I mean, Vince seems to have nope. a lot of potential in him, though. Vince sees yeah. something in him with him being essentially the, the Shane McMahon surrogate son. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> How bad was Shane feel that Austin Theory has now replaced him as the son that Vince never wanted? <laughs> I wonder I wonder with the Vince link if whoever Vince announces on night one, be it Cody or whoever, is also going to play a part in this match. Hmm. Because Vince has his poor prints all over this match as well. Yeah, this was I mean, made in that uh, podcast with Pat McAfee, wasn't it? Again, a hand-picked opponent. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling that, that the two matches might be linked. What if Seth Rollins has to face Austin Theory? That's the that's the big reveal. That'd be t- Austin's <laughs> pulling double duty. Can you imagine? Oh, you'd empty the stadium. You'd absolutely empty it. I'd be all um, for it. So we've got a triple threat for the uh, Raw uh, tag team titles. RK Bro uh, as the champions, taking on the Street Profits, taking on Alpha Academy. Now that sounds like a bloody good match to me. That's a really good match. Looking forward to that. Looking forward um, to that one. Edge versus AJ Styles. Oh, <laughs> come How on. How can you go wrong with that? That's, that's two legends. That's... Match of the night material. And then after that, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Yeah, I mean... It'll be a spectacle. Bobby, Bobby is, is able... He'll surely be able to get a good match out of Omos, you would think. I mean, I know yeah. Omos is still green as, as goose shit, but he is a Vince-looking guy. I mean, we talked about uh, the Land of the Giants earlier. Omos would fit... Dead in that. Absolutely dead in that. So I don't think it'll be as bad as as it looks on paper. And then the winner takes all uh, match to unify the WWE title and the the WWE Universal title. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, unification of these. I think it means that we're going to... We're going to see Raw and SmackDown not being their own separate brands and... I, I kind of like them being separate, but it's the biggest match in the world to book, and we've spoke about it multiple times. There's no bigger match right now than this in the world of wrestling. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. No, it's it's massive, and and people can criticise they fought each other loads over the past few years, and this is a completely different kettle of fish. This is uh, both titles on the line. You've got the you've got the Paul Heyman intrigue there, the role reversals as well. Role uh, reversals, massive. Brock being maybe the biggest babyface in wrestling today. I mean, the guy was was happy clapping with fans. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, it's just this is the best version of Brock Lesnar since he debuted for me yeah. since the, the, the next big thing who come in and essentially murdered people this may be the best version of Brock Lesnar the definitely. most interesting definitely definitely versus the best version of Roman Reigns yeah so even though these have fought multiple times it, it feels fresh 
or at least to me, it feels fresh. Yeah, it feels like a completely different match. A completely different match. I think this is a unique prospect. And Omos versus Lashley makes sense there. Because if you've got Edge and Styles, Omos and Lashley just going to have a bit of a chaotic one. Five minutes, five, ten minutes of, uh, like I said, palate cleanser, I suppose, before we get to uh, the... I mean, what if Cody is revealed in that match as well and he comes out and wins both titles that would be amazing uh, but yeah essentially they're the, the two cards uh, that are booked as of now um, obviously WWE have, have have been known to chop and change uh, as they see fit in the run up uh, but out of those two nights which uh, which one piques your interest the most I do like the sound of both of them the, uh, the not- two main events are right down your street Two, two, well, I think the the two um, the two main matches on both sides uh, are awesome. So, mm-hmm. Edge, Edge of Styles, Roman uh, Lesnar, Charlotte Ronda, and Seth Rollins versus. I mean, let's be honest, Seth Rollins versus anyone. But if it turns out to be Cody, um, yeah, they're, they're both really good nights. Match two, match two steals it, um, but match one. Uh, Night two steals it, but night one does have that massive bit of intrigue that that could be a huge moment. That what what hasn't been um, mentioned in those matches though is is probably the segment I'm most looking forward to, most looking forward to. Um, of course, the, yeah, the KO show. What night? Um, it. I don't think he he said a night. Oh no, yeah, on the Saturday. So the night one. Wow. Um, Austin has has agreed, so that is going to be huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. I mean, clearly Austin. I don't think he's going to wrestle. I don't think he's going to end up being a wrestling match. But I can sure I can see him beating the living piss out of Kevin Owens and hitting a stunner. Yeah. It it doesn't matter, does it? It does, it doesn't matter what he does. It's just Austin being on at WrestleMania in Texas. Mm. Mm. So It'd be yeah, huge. I'm, I'm, I think that's the thing I'm probably looking forward to the most. Uh, like I said, I'm not massively infused with the card. A lot of it does seem like filler, like the 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 Logan Paul stuff, uh, McIntyre versus Corbin. Not really my cup of tea, but there's enough on each night to keep me interested. I think. Uh, the opener should be uh, really good. Bianca versus uh, Becca. The um, Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, like you said, that's for us. That's a jackass style, uh, just clown fest of a match. That'll be a and laugh. The, and then the 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 two big matches on each night. Yeah, I think there's there's plenty to get your teeth into. I just wish, it, I just wish I was more excited for for WrestleMania because usually, uh, as someone who who hasn't really watched main roster WWE for a, a decade I've I've always kind of kept in with the pay-per-views Royal Rumbles uh, every single year uh, one of my favourite shows and I usually end up getting excited for, for Wrestlemania in the build-up this is the latest going into a Wrestlemania that I've even had any kind of enthusiasm for the show hopefully um, by the time it happens on, on Saturday I'll, I'll be a little bit excited. Hopefully, oh yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we get. I'm, I'm getting excited for it. I mean, <sighs> maybe I just don't like wrestling anymore. Maybe on multiple wrestling podcasts and. Just... <laughs> 
you watched the out. least amount of wrestling that I've ever watched in my whole life. A lot of your podcasts are looking at the past, though, aren't they? Yeah. When um, it was wrestling was good. When wrestling was good. And wrestling shows were on one bloody night. Because <laughs> that, that, it's a big... It's a big off-putter for me. Wrestle Kingdom puts me off uh, since they split it into two nights. WrestleMania, it puts me off since they split it into two nights. I don't want it. I, I don't want to sit through eight to ten hours of wrestling. I just don't I, want to. I, I get that, but if they kept it as one night, you'd still get your eight to ten hours of wrestling. Just No, it would be shorter. It, you wouldn't have the same level. Of, as you said, would there's, it, how it, many there's times filler on that had, card. How many times have they had a six-hour WrestleMania? Yeah, it's been long. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me word it another way. I don't want. I don't want. Thirty-seven was what three hours, fifty minutes for the first one. Just uh, a shared under that for the for the second night. That okay. to me felt manageable. I get your point that you 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 it's basically taking up your whole weekend. Uh, but I think I would rather have it in two broke down segments than one super seven hour long show. But saying that, there's matches on this card that, that for me, you could cut out and make this a a 10-match card, which yeah. then you fit into into a four-hour show. And then you've also got to add uh, NXT is on the Saturday daytime. You've got the Hall of Fame uh, in there. You've got SmackDown and Raw in there. This is a, essentially nine days of, of constant wrestling. It's too much. But... Yeah. People and they're selling the tickets for it. People, other people do love it. Other people do have the appetite for it. So it's changed. Just, I just have to. I just have to deal with it. But it is. It is off-putting for me. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I just, just don't want to spend that much time. <laughs> but the good thing is that it's on the network, and you can watch it essentially at your at your leisure. The bad thing is you'll have to avoid social media like the plague. Yes, yeah. the the results will get ruined. Maybe that's the issue. Social media addiction is. I actually don't want to have to avoid stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my views on 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 WrestleMania. You uh, you give yours. Um, we've we've actually gone way longer than I ever thought we'd go with the the scant amount of uh, research we did for the for the topic so we've we've nailed it so fuck you Ray with your shitty, with your shitty topics um after, essentially it's time for the go home Paul time for the go home I, I like it when we go long because it means I can be I can do this bit quite quick and uh, <laughs> I've got I've got excuse me, Mags loves big dicks <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. For context, it's Big Dick's Coffee people. Not just, I mean, you, no kick shaming here. That's just not my bag. (laughs) So, if you're interested in hearing that, um, that next next week's topic, which uh, was, um, next week's topic's gone out of my head because we talked about WrestleMania. What if Undisputed Era um, had had stayed with WWE and got promoted to main roster. Um, that'll, be a, that'll be a cracker. Um, so the best way to find that is to go over to your podcast provider of choice, search for Cheershot Radio Network um, and subscribe there. And you'll get every day just loads of fantastic content, fantastic podcast episodes into your feed, including every single Thursday. Uh, us, us lovely lovely lot 
at Badlands. So um, go do that. Um, you can follow us. <laughs> He's trying to put me off now with with his uh, with mannerisms and his big dicks. That's good. That's good. He covered his camera up now. That's better. I can get. I can get through this. I don't know why I did it with my thumb. It's got an actual cam a camera cover. It looks like a, an alien when you do that. Yeah. Um. You can, <laughs> if you are so inclined to follow this big idiot, you can go over to Twitter. And if you're not already, I, I can't believe you're not already because everybody does follow him at Podfather Mags. Uh, you can follow me at Rain Counter. Uh, Magsy, of course, has got content like Cheershot. He's got content coming out of his ears all week or coming into your ears all week. Charlie FM. <laughs> Our American listeners will not get that reference and I'm not going to explain it. Uh, so look over there for all that good stuff. You've got, you know, you've got a change in attitude. You've got chain wrestling. You've got um, radio techers. You've got uh, five rounds pod. I, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how I do it either. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like WrestleMania, really. It's, it's a bit too much, Magsy. Rain it in. Just have yeah. one show instead of over multiple. They ruined Magsy when they put him on five days. <laughs> um, <laughs> WrestleMania week. So obviously there's going to be loads of news, um, including good news Cody's turned up or bad news Cody didn't turn up um, head over to thecheershot.com um, where there'll be plenty of articles and news on that um, and sun's out sun's gone away again today but um, sun, will, sun will be out again um, so go get yourself some new threads some new t-shirts for the summer over at pro wrestling tees forward slash the chair shop um, so until next week we we'll look forward to to talking again and uh oh, I've cocked it up at the last always use your head look after yourselves happy wrestlemania happy wrestlemania TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.